something in the ice. We need some help down here. Can anybody hear me? We found something. We found something. We found something. men have just discovered something. For 100,000 years, it was buried in the snow and ice. Now it has found a place to live, inside, where no one can see it, or hear it, or feel it. I know I'm human. Some of you are still human. This thing doesn't want to show itself. It wants to hide inside an imitation. It'll fight if it has to, but it's vulnerable out in the open. It takes us over. And it has no more enemies. Nobody left to kill it. And then it's one. You guys gonna listen to Gary? He can be one of those things! It's weird because Iron Man takes his helmet off and he's Betty White. <laughs> yeah. And then he eats a Snickers and he's like, oh, ready to die now. <laughs> <laughs> It's recording. All right. There we go. Here we go. Woo. Oh, man. My name is Alex <laughs> Carter. And I am Tor McGrain. We are a couple of podcast professionals. Yep. Doing a little old podcast called Let's Ruin Our Childhood. Correct, Mundo. Welcome back, y'all. We're it's good back. to be here. It's great to be here. Oh. It's the spooky season. We're still doing scary movies. Yep. I wouldn't well, call Beetlejuice. I would not say it was. We we decided as, as kids, it scared. There was a few. As a kid, it scared me. Yeah, the sandworm and yeah, and uh, the the ghost dying. Yeah, the that lost the lost souls room got me pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, Beetlejuice passed the test. We knew it would. Are there any good uh, scary movies out this year, this season? Um, I don't even remember seeing any movies or any commercials for any movies that look. I don't know. No, I don't think there's any. There probably is. Well, is there know. a movie? I think it's about like uh, there's an app on your phone and it tells you how much longer you have to live, and then it's accurate. What is yeah. that true? I yeah. have no idea. I feel like I saw a trailer for this. Like this girl, like everyone downloads this app. Like, oh, I'm gonna die in 55 years and 23 days, and this girl's like, mine says two weeks. Oh, and then okay. come come to find out, other people said, said like two hours, like whatever it says, it's, it's, it's right. happening. So she like deletes it from her phone. I've seen tries nothing to like about cancel this. her plan, but it comes back. Uh, too bad. Uh, yeah, I wish you were making this up. It sounds like a movie I made up on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. like I have, we both have good mo- ideas for movies on this podcast. <laughs> okay. That sounds like that's what that was to yeah. me. That sounds like some fake movie bullshit. 
<laughs> it does. Speaking I of mean, fake movie bullshit, AJ Simmons is here, everybody. Hey. Hey. Age. What do we do? That's great. <laughs> Alex is like, let's just start. Yeah, I don't know. It was time. <laughs> about three minutes. <laughs> about, about a minute and a half. Yeah. AJ uh, is our co-collaborator over at the No Sleep Empire. Yep. The No Sleep Pirate Ship, a.k.a. No Sleep the Podcast. Got some hop, hot eps coming out lately. We're, uh, on our, yeah. we're on our new thing. It's great. So next one coming out tomorrow or same day as this? <laughs> Okay. We'll stay. We, yeah, yeah. The commercials gotcha. are still in production with the production production team. <coughs> Told um, I need a head start on a day, anyways, to try and get a few listeners to listen to this before they yeah, go right. to sleep. You know, correct. You know, you know. Hey, uh, I'm sober for the first time on Let's Run Our Childhood in a long time. Sorry to ruin buddy. the podcast for everyone. No way. <laughs> No, we discussed before we started the podcast both like so stone sober. Yeah. Completely sober. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the first few up until look who's talking. Look who's talking ruined 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 my brain. <laughs> and then we were like, yeah, we could do this and we're funnier anyway. So here I am not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Have a good weekend. I talked to you yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think of any movies I watched recently. What movies have I seen? I watched The Lion King recently and Stuber. Oh, Stuber? Yeah. I'd like to hear your, your, uh, what do you think about Stuber? That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I feel like Kamel Nanjiani kind of tries too hard in it. Gotcha. And Dave Bautista not being Drax is not a very good actor. Interesting. Interesting. Have you seen The Lion King? I did not see the new one, no. Uh, it's amazing look- looking. It's pretty much the exact same movie with the same songs. And we're singing. Sort of like Aladdin was. <laughs> uh, was Aladdin it's a big old was stinker, a- AJ. Fucking sucked. I I thought it was okay. I really liked the new Aladdin. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I thought The Lion King was also just okay. Like, it's amazing looking. You're like, oh, man, they can do anything with movies now. But. I'll tell you what. The worst Disney remake I've seen is um, Beauty and the Beast. It hmm. fucking was dumb. The really? The old one was dumb, too. I'm oh. not sold on that whole story. I love well, the remake it. was basically the same exact thing, except the. Um, Here comes the baker with his tray, like always. I know all the words, to all the songs. <laughs> the same old bread and rolls to sell every morning, just the same since morning that we came. This poor provincial town. Good morning, Belle. Huh? <laughs> Bonjour. Good day. I think we have an idea for a new commercial. <laughs> Tol McGrain starring in the one man show. Of Every Disney song ever. <laughs> yes. yes. You can ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got ready, this. You're ready to be the beast right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I need six eggs. That's too expensive. That's a song? It's in that song. They talk about the price of eggs in a song? Well, I mean, you got to fill it in with something. The townspeople <laughs> are singing. Gotcha. There must be more than this provincial life. 
I loved Beauty and the Beast growing up. I didn't our, like well, to geez. admit it. Yeah, we're all we're already like small town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. AJ asked what provincial meant, and I said, "Like small town." You guys can argue amongst yourselves out there in podcast land. See, I didn't think I would still sing sober, but I made. I just, oh, you do everything the same myself. sober. <laughs> it don't worry, it's all. No, there. yeah, the map is already there. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, we watched The Thing. Alex watched had never seen it before. The Thing, 1982, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, I have never seen it. As we all know, I was very adverse to any sort of scary film as a kid, and I can remember seeing the VHS box of this always in the movie stores and being like, absolutely not. And this has two levels of creepiness to it. Oh, yes. The, it's a v- very good movie. Not to ruin the podcast at the beginning. Oh, great. Of it, totally just fucking yeah. gave the game away right now. Well, it's one of my all-time favorites, and I was like, you know what? We've talked about it. I haven't seen it in a while, and Alex has never I seen never it. I've never seen it. So then it evens out. So we had to get the paperwork to break the, so we could break the rules of our yep. podcast so we didn't lose our license. So we had to file the paperwork. We got it all taken care of. So and here we are. Here we are. I watched it twice. Watched the thing twice. I did too. Good for us. Because, well, we were supposed to do it last time, and I couldn't find it. Right. So you did. You eventually found it? No. You went and it got was it? on TV. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was on, it's on Stars yeah. right now. Yep. Stars with a Z. I like how Stars has like five different channels, you know? Yeah. And one of them is Black Stars. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, okay, m- movies that black people like, whatever, yeah. that's fine. But then it's like terrible movies. They're like, <laughs> no, it's, it's nothing. For example? Uh... Like Jaws three, like stuff that oh, makes okay. like movies that are like white. I would assume there'd be some sort of Afrocentric type of movie, or like yes, uh, yeah, like any number of movies starring black people. I don't know. Yeah, like you they would play think. a bunch of weird movies. I watched uh, two thirds of Black oh, you, Night. Oh, black tonight. people like black people like Tremors. Okay, I guess hey, who doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, I guess. I never really noticed. Yes. The first one. And they made 18 more of them. And Michael Gross is in the rest. Yeah, that uh, Family Ties money dried up pretty quick, seems yeah. like. Well, I mean, I bet He's they don't take very long to film the Tremor sequels. No, that's like... That's like you go in on uh, Monday and you're out Thursday afternoon. <laughs> yes. We got it. That's a wrap. It's <laughs> yes. a wrap on production. Yeah. Have you seen any of the sequels? No. Oh, man. They end up flying around, walking on the... two legs. Wait, what What even are those? What What are those things? Uh, What's their backstory? I can't even there remember. Is, in the original movie, there is it was, no backstory. They just were there? Yeah. They just exist. Was, it, was LDP in the first one? LDP. Lou Diamond Phillips. No. No? Why would I think that? <laughs> I don't know. Because it sort of looks like Young Guns. No. <laughs> like It's dusty. I feel like he's in, he was in one of those shit movies. He's well, in a, like he was in a lot of shit he's in, a, he's in a lot of bad. I mean, the fact that you say it. LDP, and I'm like, who? I don't know who you're talking about. Long Dong Pilver? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, the classically yeah. trained actor. Yes, he is. Long, dong, build. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, LDP. He has acted in 146 movies. That, uh, well, TV shows also. What's the one with the uh, the teacher? Um, that would be Stand and Deliver. Ah, uh, yes, he's he in was that. Angel. Mm. La Bamba. Dakota. He played John Dakota. In what? Dakota. Oh, okay. <laughs> was that a TV show? That was a movie. Oh. John Dakota. John Dakota is a young bum with a hidden past. <laughs> Bum. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a weird John description. Dakota is a young bum with a hidden past. He meets oh. a nice family and works on their ranch. He soon becomes a good friend of the disabled son and helps him overcome local problems. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, LDP just like fighting for justice in the streets of some small town. Oh man, Dakota. He can put that on the list. We'll get to that in about eight years. To the movie no one's ever heard of? Yeah. Perfect. Should we uh, start the thing? Uh, yeah, I think we've talked about enough LDP for now. Uh, Long Dong Pilver. Away! Uh, he a giant dick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the Thing. We watched it. I like the uh, basic credits. When did you see this for the first time? How old were you Ooh. when you saw this? <laughs> what were I the circumstances of your original viewing? When I was hanging out, I'm pretty with good my, at this, AJ. With my sister's ex-boyfriend. Oh yeah, the guy. We haven't brought this guy up in a while. No, we haven't. Let let listen. We've gotten a lot more listeners lately. Thank you also to all of our listeners out there. You're the best. Our audience is growing leaps and bounds. <laughs> yes. Hey, maybe go out and maybe if you haven't uh, liked or reviewed our podcast, wherever you uh, do those types of things, <laughs> why not go ahead and do that now, huh? I don't ask you for anything. No, we don't. I don't charge you for this. Neither does Toll. Toll does sometimes, but it's a lot of work. That's his own. <laughs> so yeah. do that. Anyways. Uh yeah, my sister dated a guy who didn't like to go out and drink. Right. So But what did he like to do? Stay home with her little brother and watch horror movies <laughs> and sword fight <laughs> with plastic swords, not the dick kind. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was fun. He was awesome. My dad was a little <laughs> suspicious. Yeah, was a smart man. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I watched a lot of uh, <laughs> horror movies with him. Evil Were Dead. You, did too. you sit on his lap while you watched it? No, he just hung out with us. Okay. He was, I mean, it was, you know, a 12 year age difference, 11 years. Mm hmm. Yeah. At some no, point, no. we'll be on episode 100 and all of a sudden told breakdown. <laughs> yeah, we had fun. We watched the thing. So I was probably 10 or 11 okay. the first time I saw it in my bedroom. And what was your – do you remember what remember what your initial reaction was to this? I thought it was the best. You weren't freaked out or terrified? or? Um, No, I wasn't. Hmm. I think at this point some movies did terrify me still, but uh, the movies that he showed me generally were like – like I would be scared, but they, they were, were mostly softcore porn. This was like it wasn't like terrifying. Nothing. Yeah, no, go. it was like gaping and stuff. Oh god. Yeah, not, it gotcha. wasn't. It wasn't soft at all. He went. He went right. To the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right to the hard stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, great. 
Yeah, I don't know. It was uh, cool that, like, I you had to act cool. You know. See, I'm glad that I steer. I, I was. Let's see. This came out in '82. That means I just was in my first year in the Navy. So, <laughs> just kidding. No, but yeah. I was what six. I I I remember seeing the box. If I saw this movie when I was a kid, fucking, I thought Poltergeist warped my mind. This would have like, this would have been way too much for me. Oh yeah, Poltergeist scared the shit out of me. This movie did not scare me. Yeah, I'm saying I as just, a kid, this would have fucked me up yeah. good. But you know, I saw like The Exorcist around the same age. And that movie scared the living shit out of me. Well, yeah. And so did and so did Poltergeist and a bunch of other movies. This one, did, I just like, but not it. this one. No, nope. hmm. I just enjoyed. Was it. Was it the space aspect of it? Um, yeah, I think it was more the there wasn't a paranormal aspect to it that I no, I, I don't no, think that that I mean I don't think that that bothers me quite as much. I so guess you draw the line at ghosts. Yeah, I guess I do spirits. Gotcha. I'm trying to think if there's an alien movie that's scared me. I don't think there Ooh, is. Mm, well, E.T. made me pee my pants. I was so scared. E.T. scared me when he was dead by the river. I hated Well, that. Yes, E.T. looked like a white dog turd in the creek. Yeah. Warped every kid to our yeah. age that saw that. And we just learned it made like, the Oh, most. great. The, the fucking alien died. And look at him. Yeah. Great. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm five years old and watching this. Yeah, nothing. There was nothing. E.T. was the biggest movie of the '80s. Starship Troopers. Oh, that's mm. not scary at all. It's gross. It's awesome. <coughs> I don't think I ever saw that movie. Starship Troopers. Yeah, I think I've seen parts of it on cable fairly recently. By my man Paul Verhoeven, director of RoboCop. Right. And it's of in the same vein. It's based off Nazi propaganda videos. In the style of a sci-fi movie, yes, huh? Kind of weird. It's cool. Bad. The acting is bad, and the action is cool. Like yep, so yep. many movies. Yeah, yeah. This is Casper Van Dien or whatever his name is. Oh, the yeah. huge chin. <laughs> the chin, Casper yeah. the chin. They called him. <laughs> uh, yeah, the thing. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> uh, Let's directed, dive in. Directed by John Carpenter, starring Kurt Russell. This was his first major movie. Is it? Yeah. What about Halloween? Uh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, read, I remember I read uh, that. I'm like, this really? is maybe his first big studio movie. That's what I meant. I bet that's what- the, Halloween was that, like an indie yeah, kind of movie, yeah. right? That he kind of made on his, on his own. Right. And ma- did the music, the music himself and, and all that shit. Right, yeah. Um. Yeah, starring Kurt Russell and Wilford Brimley. Yeah, I didn't realize it, when the movie starts and you see them, and I'm like, boy, that sure sounds like Wilford Brimley. And I guess it sort of looks like him, but it, it, not enough for he's me in to the, He's in the mustache-free zone. Yeah, no mustache. He, this was pre-diabetes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it's not long before he started doing Quaker Oats. Right, that's true. Because like, that was when I was a kid. Only a couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> yes. When did he? Cocoon must have been a couple years after this, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he, he looks, had the mustache in Cocoon. He had the after the thing. I've never seen him without a mustache. I actually for, like it was weird to see him because I was like, man, I forget that he actually was a serious actor for years, 
And then he did like a couple like eighties movies I sort of remember then became Diabetes and yeah. Quaker Oats. Yep. Like the serious. And he's in man. like the firm or some shit like that. Oh yeah. Well, we should watch one uh, of those John Christian movies. John Christian movies. <laughs> <laughs> the firm. Yeah. It's a right thing to do and a tasty way to do it. <laughs> That's what he said about Quaker Oats. He was wrong on both counts. <laughs> Why aren't Quaker Oats the right thing to do to keep you regular? I don't know. Prevent diabetes. Diabetes. Um, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we open the universal sign, and then there's a wobbly-ass spaceship floating towards Earth. Yeah. Perhaps things aren't going so smooth inside that. <laughs> no, I guess not. Um, it's It's wobbling its way down to Antarctica. Uh, cut to... Wilfred Brimley's still alive, P.S. Well, I figured. I feel, I feel like of all people, you would know if he was dead. <laughs> yes. Having the same birthday and everything. <laughs> okay. Oh! Uh, I mean, the, yeah. Alex is old. Okay. He's not that much older than me, so it's hilarious. Um, there's a dog getting chased by a helicopter. Well, yeah, you see, like, an Arctic, like, all snow... <laughs> This dog running and a helicopter seemingly chasing it. Yeah, uh, not see, then they start firing their rifle. And you're at like, it. wait, why are they, why are these guys chasing this dog? Yeah, I feel kind of bad for the dog. I did in this I, movie. Yeah, and I, I would just I literally watch it for the first time. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, it's a cute dog like running for its life across the tundra. Yeah. And like, I mean, dogs kind of can act, but some of the stuff in this, I was like, that dog ain't acting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, sort of like you're children theory you know what i'm saying what you mean babies can't act yes the theory that ruins many a movie it's not Um, a theory it's a it's a theorem cut to uh it's the u.s national science institute station number four we're at the base where the fellows are playing uh ping pong yeah they're it's an antarctic like united states weather Science station. There's so it's full of scientists doing science. Full of scientists shit. and so so many guns, for some reason. Yeah, for we'll their trip it, to like, Antarctica. So it's, it's like a it's like a little, a little outpost station. They got a helicopter. They got all the gear. They got dogs. They got dogs. They got a tractor. They got lots of liquor. They got a uh, video games. They got a Pinball pool machine, table, pool table, ping pong, everything you need to survive. Guys, roller skating. <coughs> like this would be kind of nice like to get away for a little while i could just hang out fucking weather station in antarctica yeah. uh the dog is at their camp now and the chopper you think the, the helicopter turns around but it doesn't it just kind of circles the camp and goes back around and lands and they're still firing at the dog and now and you find out the the people in the helicopter are norwegian they're norwegian they're dropping. They're trying to drop bombs on the dog and shit. They're dropping grenades, and then they land, and one dude tries to throw the grenade, and he drops it behind him. Oh right! And everyone runs, but the helicopter blows up, and all the Norwegians except one blows up. Yeah. And then he's still trying to shoot the dog. He's like the dog runs and jumps up, and the guy's like licking him. Yeah. And the guy's like yelling, "Hey, uh, look out! I got to shoot the dog." <laughs> yes, pretty much. I got to shoot the dog. Uh, and he shoots one of the dudes, one of the American guys. 
Yeah, shoots him in the leg. And then the the guy we find out later is like the captain, Gary, busts out a window, which I think is pretty fucking stupid in in, in Antarctica. Uh, that's one of the worst things you can do in Antarctica, <laughs> yes. break a fucking window. He busts you a window with his handgun and shoots the guy right between the eyes. Yep. Chapter one. And I'm like, man, why do these guys want to kill that dog so bad? Was Did that dog fuck one of their wives or something? <laughs> yes. That's what I assumed it happened. Yes. That's the only thing that made sense to me. They very much wanted to kill this dog. If you have but, any questions, AJ, just let me know, and I'll and I'll and I'll pass you the mic. Don't <laughs> act like I don't know you're over there. Was I the only one that felt like? I was just gonna ask because I watched a, a portion of it last night with Toll, and that's the first time I've ever seen any of it. Okay, okay. Um, was about the dog. Was I the one that felt like the dog didn't look wild enough either? Like I think that made me sympathize with it even more. It looked very much just like a husky you'd see somebody own, not like a wild. Oh yeah, it's animal. not. It doesn't act wild. Yeah, it doesn't look wild. No, it looks no, like it, it was doesn't. Freshly groomed. Yeah, it's not wild. It's from a camp. Oh, did Jerry say that? Um, I think we implied it. We don't. You don't know. You find this out. Yeah. The more you know. But you know, there for some reason these Norwegians are trying to kill this husky, but it's their husky. And my my working theory so far is the dog fucked one of their wives. Yes. That's why they're so furious. So that's what I was working with. What's weird is that he did a human style, so it was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, So they're putting out the uh, chopper with with some fire extinguishers. And Kurt Russell's like, the first goddamn week of winter. And Kurt Russell's a drunk. He was playing computer chess earlier, drinking whiskey. And he yeah, he's drinking J and B whiskey. Yes. Boy, I hope they paid a lot of money because this—the first half of this—is like a J and B advertisement. <laughs> Have you ever had J and B whiskey? I haven't. I've seen it. I haven't either. That seems like old-fashioned whiskey. Like, like that's a—they haven't like tried to revamp that brand. You know what I mean? Like Jack Daniels is still cool, and like young people are like Jack, you know. But no one's like, give me some of that fucking J B, bitch. Was it ever cool? Like I in mean, the fifties, like, in nineteen eighty-two, it was. I mean, was it cool? I'm, does, is Kurt Russell a discerning drunk, or is he just up in his shit? I'm just saying, JB paid J and B paid Universal a lot of money to feature their fucking booze bottle in this movie because it was like to the point where I'm like, yeah, I get it, J and B, he can move the bottle out of frame now. Ay, ay, ay. Maybe it's so old they didn't have to pay anything. I feel like that shit started in the 80s. That's a good question of when product placement started happening. It's probably even earlier. Well, than I know. think the first time it happened like big Like James time. Bond is like, yes, well, I wear we, Trojan condoms. Huh. <laughs> 1969. The first time it happened <laughs> Just big kidding, time. James Bond never used condoms. That's absolutely true. For one. He was a walking STD, that guy was. A walking <laughs> STD? I like that. <laughs> oh, that made me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but no, uh, E.T., Reese's Pieces, that was like one of the first big, big-time product placements. Correct. Yeah, here, AJ, uh, we're going to send this out to our field correspondent, A.J. Simmons. A.J., what do you got for us? So I did a little research, uh, went to the libraries, the annals of history, and found that in 1896, that was the very first product placement in a movie it advertised a wheelbarrow 1896 <laughs> 1896 who how many people saw this 
19 people. What movie was like, that? Like, oh, the moving picture. And there was an eight-minute video <laughs> of a wheelbarrow. Of a train, yeah. Of a train hitting a wheelbarrow. So you're saying like one of the first movies was basically a commercial <laughs> yeah. for a wheelbarrow. Correct. Wow. Okay, can we? What was a more? What's the first modern example of a corporate product placement being paid for in a film? Calculating, calculating. Did you see that new um, Star Wars uh, trailer? Uh, no. What? I haven't. Oh shit! I don't get out. My phone barely works in my house. <laughs> you can't even watch movie trailers nope. on your phone in your house. Nope. Man, you are barely even on the internet at this point. You're just ha- holding on for dear life. I am. <laughs> it's the truth. Um, they paid $1 million for the Reese's Pieces placement. There you go. Well, and also, Ooh, it actually how worked. Much as, because oh. Reese's Pieces were not popular before that. No, no, I and remember that. After I remember that was a e. huge thing. And we were all about, look, as a kid... I was all about the Reese's Pieces after that. 80 cuz it was a, it was an M&M's world, you know what I'm saying? And Reese's Pieces are fucking delicious. <laughs> yes. Oh, they're way better than M&M's. Yes. You just kind of forget about them though. Reese's Pieces, hey, step up your advertising game. You did it in 82, do it again. I think they're good. I mean, Reese's advertises constantly. They got yeah. more candy commercials than anyone else. Yeah, it's always for the peanut butter cups though. It is. But you know, you need to advertise for those. That's the number one candy in the world is peanut butter cups, unless you're allergic to peanuts. It's the peanut butter cup. If you want to hear one of the biggest ones in very modern history, Heineken paid forty-five million to be in Skyfall, the James Bond. Holy shit! Forty-five million. Wow. Good God. See, Reese's Pieces hit hit the home run with ET because they paid a million bucks. Which is a lot of money in eight, in nineteen eighty two. It was not wasn't a crazy amount, you know. But the amount of business that they've got because of being an ET, one of the most beloved movies of all time. Oh, that's like that's that's hitting a marketing home run. That's good job, Reese's Pieces. You're the king. Heineken, nice try. Skyfall was fine. Okay, I like uh, in Avengers Endgame, and one of the most when they all open Diet Pepsi's at the same time and. No. I like one of the most meaningful, like one of the uh, heartstring pulling moment at the end of the movie. They bring up the, the part. The hold on, no, no, hold the on. Cheeseburgers. It's the part where um, Iron Man's almost ready to snap his fingers, and then he pulls out his Snickers and then bites it. <laughs> He's like always satisfying. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. yeah, it, it's weird because Iron Man takes his helmet off and he's Betty White. Yeah. And then he eats the Snickers, and he's like, oh, ready to die now. <laughs> Which is weird, because Betty White's probably much closer to being ready to die. No kidding. <laughs> uh, so what was it? What were you saying? About what? <laughs> I don't know. I forced you into my rabbit hole. <laughs> um, they were putting out the uh, helicopter. Um. Somebody yells at Windows, the radio guy. Like, uh, okay, what what am I doing here? One of the guys asked, what were they doing? So low, firing at a dog. Uh, The radio guy can't reach anybody, and people are getting – Wilford Brimley and the other older guy are mad at him because he can't get anybody. He's like, we're a 1,000 miles from nowhere, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, the Doc Copper wants to go check out the Norwegians' camp. Right. And uh, McGreedy is the pilot. The weather is bad, but it's not that bad, and it's an hour away. McGreedy, Kurt Russell, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go. And he puts on his giant gaucho hat. Yes. <laughs> he has an insanely large, ha- large brimmed cap. He does, indeed. <laughs> it's fun. It is. But you, you kind of buy everything in this movie, but then when... When I watched it the second time, I started thinking about all this stuff, and I'm like, "What are all these guys doing down here?" It's a like, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't it be more like space travel, where everyone is kind of trained in the ways of living in Antarctica, <laughs> where you don't have like a cook, right? And right, eight different people who are trained in specific and two things scientists that don't know anything about <laughs> yes. living on, in Arctic conditions, yeah. or maybe they do. We don't know. Um, the helicopter was loaded with kerosene. Somehow they discover after it blows up. I was like, "How did the uh, right? How did the cans of kerosene not explode? And why did the helicopter blow up instantaneously?" Right. Whatever. Movie ruined the end. Yep. Um. So they take the chopper to the Norwegians' camp. The chopper's arriving. The camp is on fire. Something is wrong. Uh, the place is all fucked up. They're looking around, and McGreedy's like, hey, Swedes. And the doc is like, they're Norwegians. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, the doc also has a nose piercing. Uh, that was very off-putting. I'm like, what What a weird choice in 1982 to have an almost indiscernible nose ring on the very f- back of his nostril. Yeah, for like a 50-year-old man in 1982 in was Antarctica. I, I, wonder if it was the, I wonder if the actor's like, no, I have to have the fucking nose ring. And they're like, god damn it, no. Yeah. And, like, they fought about it, and they finally like, fine, have your fucking nose ring in. Just push it back towards the back of the nostril. Because it is almost, you're like, is that, does you're that like, do have what? a nose ring? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What the like, hell? Yeah, the doc does? Maybe that's something you couldn't tell unless you're watching it in HD. Maybe in the 80s, no one even saw it. That is sort of, <laughs> I mean, it, except it would be on film on the big screen, you know what I'm saying? That's, like, pretty high def. Right. That is true. Uh, yeah, the Norwegian's place is all jacked up. There's nobody there. Uh, it's all burnt. blown out. And, uh, the doc is like, McCready, come see this. And there's a dude with his wrist slit. Yeah. And his throat <laughs> slit so far back, it's like a goddamn Pez dispenser. Right. Which begs the question, how the fuck did that guy do that? Yeah. <laughs> slit both his wrist and then, like, sliced his neck so deep that mm. he was like... Yeah. It was because I mean there was like a an inch wide gash in his neck, right? And he's completely frozen. And the blood so frozen that the blood froze like blood on the way pops, out. Bl- blood icicles yes. hanging off. Of blood popsicles. I'm gonna work on that uh, recipe. <laughs> so yeah, like coming out of his wrist, frozen like blood icicles. Yeah. And then they discover like uh, there's like a mound of ice, of, of a rectangle of ice. Where there's a hole dug into the oh. ground, <coughs> and they're like, "What the hell is this?" And they're like, "Maybe they found something and dug it up." We don't know. Maybe they found an animal, and then, and then they're like, "Well, where is it?" If they found it, and they they don't, there's no sign of it. But then they go outside, and there's some smoldering pile of shit, body parts or whatever. And he, the doc is like, "Is that a man?" And you don't get a good look at it at this point, but it's just like some mangled, smoldering yeah, like, remains. Maybe it is. Yeah. You can't tell what it is. And uh, they bring it back 
to their camp, um, and they set it down. And the guy's like Blair, who's Wilford Brimley. It's like, I'd hold like- on to your diabetes. <laughs> yes, All right. I'd like you to start an autopsy. Um, and this movie is and a this gr- thi- and they show so this thing is laying. It's all laid out on a tarp, yeah. and it's got like several arms coming yeah. out of it, and like two faces coming apart. The head is the the face it's is like, like a bl- splitting. It's like human parts, but it's kind of a weird blob. And it's all gooey and slimy. Yeah, this movie is a great example of the gooier something is, the more you buy into its realism. Yes. Just add a bunch of fucking mucus. I don't know how. And you're good to go. There's been so many movies where they just have not done that, where you have the, like a, some sort of weird looking creature or a gross thing. And you can, you're like, it's, it's, it's latex. I get it. Look at it. It's not. I don't even believe it's alive because it's not. Because it's, it's not dry. all wet. <laughs> yes. But all you got to do is just. Spray a little, put a little, oil it up, put a little crap on it. It's true. A little snot. Hockaloogie on there, you know? And uh, as the as he's doing the autopsy, the dog, the Norwegian dog is just kind of staring at him. Everyone's just, they're just letting this dog run around after the Norwegians chased it there and blew themselves up trying to kill it. Yeah, wouldn't you be a little suspect of the dog? <laughs> I would. like... Okay, like, I don't know what the fuck happened here, but these guys were really trying to kill that dog. I think he may have fucked one of their wives. I'm not sure. Well, that's why none of them are worried about it. Maybe we should just quarantine this dog. Because, I don't know, maybe there's... Well, there's no women around, you know? So these guys aren't worried about their wives fucking the dog. (laughs) So it's fine. You know how dogs are in Antarctica? They'll fuck everyone's wife, you know? (laughs) That's how it works. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what I heard. Um, and so the doc is doing an autopsy on the guy they shot, and that guy's fine. He says, there's nothing wrong with this Norwegian. Um, the thing, though, right. as Wilford Blimley is cutting into it and very graphically and pulling grossly organs pulling out organs out and kind of manhandling them and squishing them as yeah. he pulls them out to and make it more. There, I mean, there's goop and <laughs> yes. this He's is like, a great practical this is the great practical effects movie by it is the way. pretty amazing and we're just getting started there's parts where you're like oh, okay but then there's other parts where you're like how the fuck did they even do that yes yeah yeah it goes both ways but it's pretty dang impressive for yeah this for this 1982 yeah, it holds up Uh, Windows is asleep at his radio again, and now the captain comes up and turns the volume up on him, and he's like, have you heard from anybody? And this is where he says, oh, wait, we're yeah. a thousand miles from nowhere, man. <laughs> like, All right, man. So they can't get a hold of anyone, and they're trapped in the Arctic, and they don't know what the fuck is going on. Correct. Uh, the guy that looks like Murdoch from the A-Team, but isn't. I know. I looked him up, and I'm like, who is that guy? I totally, I was like, is that Murdoch? But it's not Murdoch. He's not anybody. No, yeah, I thought he was someone else, and he he, was he looks like, like familiar. Yeah, but everyone in this movie looks familiar. Well, there's there's some famous actors. guys. Yeah, Kurt Russell, Wilford Brimley, Keith David, Keith David. Yep. Um, but the other guys are all just you recognize them from other movies, and not the even old all guy, of them. Yeah, he has a, a an unmemorable name, but a memorable face. Yeah. Clint Eastwood was up for his part. In this? Yeah. Holy shit. But he didn't get it for There's certain guys that were up. Like, you can just say, 
Yeah, of course. Clint e- what part wasn't Clint Eastwood right. up he, he was like, if the they were going to make a mildly <laughs> budgeted movie. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger like, oh, yeah. in the 80s and 90s, Clint Eastwood was in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Clint Eastwood was up for Superman. He was like their first choice. I know. And that just doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. hey, kids. Truth, justice, and the American way. Smoking a cigarette. Mm. Get off my lawn. Um. <laughs> uh, Cut to uh, Giles, who's Keith David and the Murdoch-looking guy. They're smoking a big old joint, watching game shows. Yeah, so they got J&B liquor, and weed, vodka, vodka yeah. a computer weed. that plays chess until you dump your drink in it like an idiot. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. Anyways, anyways, um, this place sounds pretty tight. I'm thinking yeah, we had to Antarctica. It's like a big old, at night, it's just a big old game room with drink and smoke as much as and you want. And they all fuck each other. Yeah, so. yeah. And now they got a dog to fuck, too. It's uh, pretty great. <laughs> um, uh, they tell Clark, who's in charge of the dogs, because the, the dog's just wandering around the rec room, and it rubs <laughs> right. one of the guy's legs. And Clark is the dog wrangler, because they have a set of their own- A like, specific dog wrangler. Everyone has a very specific I know. Job, it's like G.I. Joe. And there's like, two I'm scientists. the fire specialist. <laughs> yes. I'm the psychological warfare yeah. expert. Like, everyone is like- yeah. But the thing is, like the things, it's like I feel like you'd have like you'd have a pilot, but on if you were on like a spaceship, the pilot would also be like an engineer. Exactly, he'd be a nuclear yeah. scientist <laughs> yes. and also a pilot. Like yeah. he's one of the smartest people ever to live yeah. on Earth. But on this, they got a cook. No, right? They got you don't even know what some of the guys are doing, and then there's two scientists, maybe. Is this what Alien was like? Because I still haven't seen the original Alien. Was that kind of what the crew was like on that? Yeah, were they kind all? Of. It was more Were well. They're on like a cargo that? ship in Alien. Mm, okay, and then so they're just like blue collar. There kind of were a lot of. I mean, more than maybe I remember Alien horror movies back in the day. I think that's because of Alien. Alien, Predator. Yeah. This movie, Mac and Me. <laughs> e. Speaking of that, Mac and Me was one long McDonald's commercial. It sure was. I don't remember it at all. Let's do Mac and Me. <laughs> the Paul Rudd clip from Conan. <laughs> uh, so Clark puts the dog with the other dogs, and immediately all the other dogs are kind of freaked out. They're not okay with this new dog. Uh, the thing also doesn't, like, Clark walks away, but he, he shuts the light off, and then the dog creature immediately is like, Time to suck up these other dogs. Right. Like, give it some time, bro, so that they can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, but, he was clearly playing a long game with all the people he's just been hanging out with. Yeah. And not going after any of them immediately. Yeah. When you get into some of the semantics of this, it doesn't make much sense. But that's fine. Hmm. Um. So, yeah, the dogs, like, a bunch of tentacle things come out of the dog. Its face Uh, splits open. Yeah, it gets pretty crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Like these, like, it looks like red rope licorice comes shooting out of them. Yeah. And then, like, it shoots a steady stream of goop at another dog. Oh, that was upsetting. That's the part I was mainly talking about. Yes, this scene, uh, this scene would have really been hard for me as a kid. But so they're in this, like, dog kennel area a bunch of dogs laying down the bad one comes in he's his face splits open he's shooting red rope licorice they keep the dogs are all going ape shit red one, rocket licorice and they, <laughs> <laughs> they keep showing this one dog that's like he's jumping up and he's biting the fence open with his mouth he's yeah like and that looks out. like a real fence yes 
dog and dogs do that when they get they'll eat a fence and so you're like oh my god and then they like hose this dog with like this purple Slime. jizz yeah. <laughs> yes. and the dog is clearly upset and i'm like this dogs can't act this is what i'm dogs this is the part i'm talking act. about yeah. dogs, dogs can't, can't act. act not like that thing. no that dog was fucking terrified yes it truly was and it was it's upsetting but yeah, um, it was wild. It was a it was a crazy scene. So then he's like, the the thing is, you're like, oh okay, it becomes. It's you still don't really know what's going on, but yeah, you pretty much. But do. you're seeing like you're seeing some sort of melding yeah. thing. Something's happening. Um, Kurt Russell hears this oh. where he's uh he's he's drinking, but he hears this shit going down. And what's he and drink it, drinking? J and B whiskey, baby. And he uh, sounds the alarm, and everybody comes running, and they all run. He runs to where Clark is because he hears the dog, and uh, Clark is like, "I don't know what the hell's in there, but it's weird and pissed off." Like, yeah. Good job, Clark. Yeah. And uh, so they yell for everybody. Everybody shows up. Uh, Kurt Russell tells somebody to run and get Giles to get one of the mini flamethrowers they have for some reason. <laughs> Boy, they have a lot of flamethrowers. <laughs> yes, and a shitload of dynamite. And uh, a shitload of dynamite. Uh, so they come back with the flamethrower, and the dog is all, there's a like slimy dog, a dying dog. It's pretty crazy. Kurt Russell shoots him. Then one of the dogs like grows tentacles and climbs through the ceiling. <laughs> But there's still part of the dog in there, and another dog getting sucked up, and Kurt Russell's like blasted, and and yeah. Keith David's like all right, and he fucking <laughs> fires the flamethrower at the dogs. They let it burn for about two and a half seconds, and then run in with their fire extinguishers. Yeah, they were to put pretty, it out. I'd be like, let's hold off on the fire extinguishers for <laughs> yes. just a little bit yeah. longer. Yeah, because that shit was wild. Yes, it was. Um, you are you do begin to wonder, watching this movie, why does this group of scientists, a cook, a pilot, a dog controller, and whoever else, and a doctor, why do they have so many fucking guns and flamethrowers? Like, what did they think was going to happen on They're this trip? They're in Antarctica. <laughs> yes. Who's going to come fuck with them? <laughs> no one. Absolutely no one. No. Absolutely no one. Literally... No one. But yeah, they're armed to the teeth. They have a lot of dynamite and more flamethrowers than people, probably. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now the creature has been torched. Uh, cut to Wilford Brimley, Blair, and in, in the lab, just busting off legs like they're fucking crab legs. <laughs> He's like, Kush! And then he like rubs his hand down. They do. They make a point in this movie for everything that anyone touches right. to be as slimy right. as possible, and it's effective. It is very effective. Practical yeah. um, effects, like a motherfucker in this movie. <coughs> uh, then he like opens up the front of it. He cuts and he goes, <laughs> sticks his hand in there like to push to graphically push the vagina looking opening. <laughs> to the side and be like and then it's like sort of a face that comes out yeah but not quite a face uh and then he explains that it imitates other life forms right he's like that's not dog that's imitation is that when a they look did have they looked under the slides yet they have not and they haven't watched the videos yet either i don't think oh yeah 
Um, or maybe I, I mean, I, I, ah, we're doing fine. All right. Okay. <laughs> the thing um, wins the end. It imitates other life forms. Um, and so, uh, Wilford Brimley goes to draw blood from Clark and he's like, is there anything strange at all about the dog? Mm-hmm. Clark's like, no, just uh, uh, wandering around camp all day. And he's like, you mean to tell me that that dog wasn't put in the kennel until last night? So now you know the dog's just been wandering around. Right, doing who knows what. Fancy free, being sneaky as fuck. That dog could <laughs> act, bro. That was a good acting dog. I said dogs can't act, and when they were being When that uh, dog terrified. had to be sneaky, I was like, how did they? This is some convincing sneaky dog shit. I know. I thought the same thing. Yeah. I, was, I was impressed by the dog's acting abilities. There you go. Uh, we already pointed out that the doc has a nose ring. <laughs> <laughs> so they're looking at the Norwegians' videos because they had a portable video unit at, the, at their camp. Like, oh, how much of this is there? And they're like, oh, nine hours. And like, we're not going to learn anything from this. Although nine hours of video when you're in Antarctica, bro, you were watching reruns of game shows. Yeah, no kidding. Like, this is some new shit yeah, to watch. I don't care. Maybe something's going to happen. <laughs> yes. Let's check it out. Nine hours is not that long. Yeah, we only have nine more to go until we have to go to <laughs> yes. sleep. Um. So they see and they keep watching it, and then they're like, oh, they see the Norwegians planting flags, and then the video cuts to them standing over like this a cavern. The Millennium Falcon. Well, you don't even see what it is at all yet. They just say there's something under the ice. They dug something out of the ice. Right, 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 right. So they decide to fly there once again, but now they're going to the place. And there's some sweet matte painting special effects. There sure is. All up in this. But I was also impressed. I was like, man, they really did yeah. a great job in this movie. Because the matte painting, you're like, oh, matte painting. But then when they're climbing down to it, you're like, oh, yes. the, the perspective stuff they did. And then when they're walking on it, you're like, oh, good job. 1982. Yeah. 82. And Very low, impressive. I mean, I don't think this had a big budget. It did not. Huh? Yeah. What are the numbers on this? I meant to look that up. Um, AJ, look up the uh, <laughs> uh, for the thing uh, what AJ. it cost and what it what it uh, go to its IMDb page. You can look up what it caught, what the budget was, and what the what it made. We were gonna wrap before this. That's why AJ's here, and now AJ's just here with no microphone. Sorry, AJ. That's fine. <laughs> we, just, we just have an audience. All right, an audience of one. <laughs> and he's our he's our researcher too. Budget was fifteen million. Ah. Box office. Low. Nineteen million. Ooh, hey, so. still. Yeah, but then it went on Not, to become a cult classic, right. and more than a cult classic, an actual a critical. Classic. Yeah. But when it came out, the critics everyone and hated everyone it. hated everyone yeah. hated this movie, yeah. except for John Carpenter, and he was right. This thing is great. Oh, dude, it holds up more now it really than it does. Yeah. Um. So they're about like thirty feet. Would you say that wall they climbed down? Maybe twenty feet, thirty. Yeah, feet? something like that. Something like that. That's how low the ship is. And now they're at the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. They're standing on the spaceship. It's fucking huge. There's, I mean, they clearly modeled it after the Millennium Falcon. Except it's fully round. I, know, I like that. But, but yeah, they totally did. It sure seemed. Um, and so he's like, uh, how, how, and also this guy, how many things do you recognize this dude from? The guy whose head pops off later. He's in like a ton of stuff, but never 
an important character. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a He'd be like an extra cop in something. He, yes. You know. Real character yeah. actor. Um but the dude's like, Well, let's see. He's like, We've been taking samples here and there this deep. He's like, I'd have I'd have to say this ice uh this deep, it's about a hundred thousand years old. Right. So when we see the ship crashing at the beginning of the movie, you don't see it crash, you just see it flame out and go right presumably down to antarctica that was a hundred thousand years before right. the movie starts um so they go back with this new information that there's a goddamn spaceship and then they see another block of ice where the alien tried to escape its own ship right and then they find whatever they find and the norwegians thought it out and they guess what brought it back was it not a good idea it became a dog that tried to fuck all their wives. <laughs> uh, so they bring it back, and and uh, Keith David is not having it. Giles, Giles or Childs? I couldn't. I was never sure. Giles. Yeah. They're Whatever. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Who can say for sure? Not he's not me. buying. He's like, I'm not buying in this voodoo bullshit. He's like, you buying in this voodoo bullshit, Blair? That was not, no. This is not a good Keith David. <laughs> Because I'm not, not buying any of this. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. He's got one of the all-time voices. He's a great character actor. Oh, dude. Voice of Spawn in the HBO series also. Oh. <laughs> cool. He's got a great fucking voice. And he was the voice of the main gargoyle in Gargoyles, the animated series that they might Whoa. bring back. Yeah. Um. So... Blair, he he asked Blair a couple times if he buys it. Blair sits there silently, then cut to Blair at his computer, watching a very slow, terrible 80 CG assimilation of cells. Yes. Here's a question that <laughs> occurred to me on my second viewing of this movie. Uh-huh. If this thing can just be like one cell at a time, bleep, bleep, like presumably it could just like drop a skin flake on you and then take over your whole body. Yeah. Uh, turning into this weird fucking creature with all the hoses and intestines and shit coming out of it. And straight up uh, goo just shooting out of it. <laughs> goo shooting and like flailing tentacles. Right. Is fully and completely unnecessary given what this creature is capable of. It could be much more sneaky about what it's doing. Yeah. The bio, like the science they, t- they, t- they show you would lead you to believe that it's just like becoming like just turning into whatever which it can do right we see later we'll get to that um so he's looking at his they show the assimilation so one cell gets assimilated and then it turns into the color of the original cells but then it assimilates another cell and pops the cell back out and then you're like oh they're both assimilated now so hmm and then you see on the old now I understand the science computer. <laughs> yes, um, that Blair is looking at it says probably one of the crew is infected. There's a seventy five percent chance probability seventy five percent that someone is infected. Yes, by the thing. Were this were this thing to hit civilized populations, uh, would be mass assimilation of the entire human population. Within 27,000 hours. Right. Which is uh, pretty quick. It's a lot of, it's a, an entire human problem. It's a real problem. 
one of the dudes, Fuchs, runs up to to uh, McGreedy. He's like, McGreedy, I got to talk to you outside. He's it's like, negative 20 out there, but. Yeah, he said negative 40. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's 40 below out right. there. I don't want to go out there. He's like, I just want to go up to my shack and get <laughs> drunk. I was like, I know the feeling, McGreedy. I know the feeling. <clears throat> but he's like, no, now we got. We'll go talk in the yes. tractor. Um, cut to them talking about they they got to put the burned remains in the in the storage unit, right? And the, McReady's stuff is in there. He has to get it out. I don't know. I skipped some shit. Everything was crazy. So they go outside and talk. Everything was crazy. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. He he goes out inside and talks to Fuchs, and Fuchs is like McReady. Uh, uh, Blair's gone crazy. He's locked in his room. He's not coming out. And here is his notebooks. Something about diabetes. <laughs> yeah, diabetes. Uh, and his you notebooks, know. blah, 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 blah. Like, all this shit is crazy. And then at the end, it basically says that the burned remains are not dead. Yeah. They're still alive. And they're like, oh, shit. What? What? Yes. Um... So, wait a bit, boop, bip. The burned remains aren't dead yet. Here, I gotta take a. I'm gonna inhale, Alex. In- inhale that smoke from the burnt up alien corpse. Okay. All right. I still gotta inhale. I'm not even drinking. Um, what if that doesn't make sense? <laughs> 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 Out of context. Um,. So we find out the burned remains aren't dead yet. Oh, man. Uh, we see Windows. <laughs> oh, man, indeed. <laughs> we see Windows getting up to something. Windows is the radio guy we heard about earlier, and he walks into a room. It's uh, Benning's room, another bearded fella. <laughs> uh, and he is getting assimilated yeah. by the creature. He is becoming one with the, the he's alien. Get, he's got, like, the intestine things wrapping all over him. and yeah, The, the, red, the red ropes are wrapping yeah. all over. They're wrapping him up. And he runs and gets McGreedy. They come back, and uh, dude is gone. Yeah. I got a couple questions coming up here, Alex. Okay, sure. So they go outside. They run outside, and they're all chasing Bennings down. And he f- drops to his knees for some reason. I don't know what's wrong with him, except he's being assimilated. He drops to his knees, and they're all kind of surrounding him. And they're like, Bennings, Bennings. And McGreedy's like, that isn't Bennings, and he turns his head and picks his hands, and his hands are all fucked up and yeah. jank, janky and, like, big pieces, big fingers and all kinds of crazy yeah. shit going on. And he opens his mouth and does the sound that we've heard the thing do a couple times now, and he goes, Yeah, it's like a it's weird. It's pretty scary. Yes, it is, and his face is scary. It's unsettling. And his hands are kind of fucking scary looking. But my question here is, how did he put clothes on with his hands all fucked up? Did he assimilate the clothes? I just don't see how. Well, why not? I mean, if he was being assimilated with his clothes on and then he put a coat on, how did he get a coat on with those weird fucking fingers? Oh, so he had had a... I don't remember. So did he have... Something he was different on. Well, he had a coat. How did he even get a coat put on? He didn't have one the last time we saw him. Not when he was getting all gooped up. 
I'm yeah, a chair. Right. Oh yeah, right. Childhood ruined. <laughs> I I fucking knew it. <laughs> put a coat on. <laughs> he can't do it. He gets all mad yeah. and he runs out. He only has like. Three. That's why he dropped he to ha- his knees. <laughs> yeah, he has three ten-inch long fingers. <laughs> um. So guess what they do? They burn his ass with the flamethrower. Flamethrower right comes in handy. Yep. It sure does. Good scene too. Yeah. They fucking light that dude up. Yeah. He's running through the snow. Yep. And now the captain. Also, guy. can I say it's just great to have a, a a horror movie or any kind of movie set in Antarctica. Yeah. Like to have a thriller. Like Antarctica just guarantees you're in close quarters. Yes. So when crazy shit happens, it's kind sort of sort of like right an underwater movie. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, the abyss. More, I'm surprised they don't use the outpost in Antarctica. Have, have, you there, seen, been, have there been other movies? Have you seen that? Thirty Days of Night? No. It's pretty good, and it's uh, not in Antarctica, but it's in northern Alaska, where okay, yeah, for one month sure. it's yeah, dark, yeah, yeah, yeah. so the vampires come there, and they're like, Yo. I need to watch that. I think it's I'd pretty good. That. They take over, mm, I would say, 2002? That's what I was thinking, like early like 2000s. Yeah. Hmm. It's uh, when Josh Hartnett was still in movies. Okay. even So after somehow after... Uh, Pearl Harbor. They still put him in movies for a couple of years. I don't. I think he quit on his own. I really don't know, because he was like that's true. Gonna be like the next Tom Cruise kind. Yeah. Of. Next Tom. I, next like Keanu Reeves. Like major male lead yeah, movie yes, star. Yes. Because he was in that movie with Harrison Ford. Even he was he was getting groomed, and that movie sucked. I can't remember. What He's it's getting called. groomed by Harrison Ford. Yikes. <laughs> yep. Hey yep. boy, you're gonna be my boy. Now. Oh man, I watched uh, Mark Hamill doing a Harrison Ford impressions today. Oh yeah, he is. It's so good. Is he good? Oh my god. Ooh, I'd like to see that. Oh, it's like it sounds like Harrison Ford is talking. What was he doing it on? He was on. Uh, I think he was on Letterman or maybe Conan. He was talking about filming a scene in Star Wars. Probably not Letterman. Why? Are you are you talking about an old clip? I mean, it's relatively old. Why wouldn't it be Letterman? Well, I thought I thought it was something recent. No, no, no. This is an older clip. Gotcha. But they were, it was just a clip of Mark Hamill doing voices. Uh-huh. But his Harrison Ford is fucking <laughs> spot on. Makes I mean, he's a voice actor. Yes, he is. Um, so they burn they burn Bennings, and now and then McReady's like burn the rest. So they got to bring out all the other thing corpses and burn them. Yeah, McReady is very pro. We got to get rid of all this. Yes. And so they're all standing there watching these corpses burn. And they're like, are we sure that's all of them? Like, that's all of them. We cleared out the storage unit, the lab, blah, blah, blah. Even though one particle of this thing can make it. Right. The entire place is contaminated. Yeah. Even though it's it's uh, Antarctica, like, the whole, uh, yeah. yeah. That, they drugged that thing in. They all were around it. And you're kind of like, what They've are the rules? They all it in. In fact, when it came in, it was all slimy. It was also emitting like, it was like steam yeah. was all over the place. So like yeah. they're all breathing this fucking thing. Yeah, out. and the whole tr- creature transformation thing seems to be like un- completely unnecessary, given the rules of how this thing actually works. Right. You're like, I don't see why it needs to do it. I see why it does it in some points when it's getting killed, but like when it's just transforming, it's like, why does it have to be this slimy mess because it isn't all the time but yeah so they're watching these corpses burn and they're like where's blair <laughs> where's blair where's old diabetes himself Where's diabetes when you need him <laughs> he's off they don't know where he is so they go looking for blair and 
McGreedy sees somebody running in the dark away from the helicopter. Right. So he goes and looks at the helicopter, and the wiring on the dash of the helicopter is all fucked up. It's been right. it's been axed. Yep. Sabotage. Yes. Um, and so McReady kind of runs inside after that, and he run he hears a commotion inside, and uh. Blair is in the radio room destroying the radios with an axe. He's going ape. Yeah. And it's I was like, Wilford Brimley. Wilford, I Good know. job, man. I know. Like I said, I forgot that Wilford Brimley was actually a viable, normal, like actor. I also feel not like just diabetes oatmeal man. That's another thing about this movie. It really gets the best out of all these dudes. Yeah, that's why you I like movies it. when you're where you're in like where it's tight quarters, you're not in some sprawling it's just like it takes place. There's in a small nine actors, area. or there's like so probably you're, twelve you're, actors. You're really relying movie. on people's performances to carry the movie because there's no, you know, giant set piece. It's just no. This movie shit going what's crazy cool in about a this is that the the human drama mixed with the, the the goopy goriness of it all is pretty fucking great. That's why I can't believe that this movie was so universally uh, like not damned? liked, yeah, by critics and fan, uh, but uh, moviegoers because. I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine seeing this in the theater. Must, I mean, it's, it's, and then it was literally ahead of its time, I guess. Because yeah. this would, this movie plays. <laughs> I mean, this spoiler alert: this movie holds the fuck up. Yeah, fuck it, yeah, completely. It's weird how horror movies seem to more than not. You know? Yeah. Depends on the. It's like we didn't. Monster Squad was like, oh boy. Okay. Mm. Not, yeah, I'll start going backwards uh, now. Dracula. <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, it's spooky season. If you after this, if you need more of us, which of course you do, go ahead and go back to the Bram Stoker's Dracula episode. It's yeah. a real and Monster Squad is a good Monster one Squad too. is good also. <laughs> yes, they're all good. Um, so they have to like tackle Blair, and they he's putting up a hell of a fight he's tossing everybody like he's on fucking pcp or something because he's <laughs> yeah. tossing everybody all over the place i think he was that's a they, all, <laughs> yeah. they, they had weed and they had j and b and they had fucking angel dust yes. so it was all good yes. everything they needed down in, in antarctic <laughs> um or his blood sugar was low maybe <laughs> so he's grumpy right doesn't that a thing that happens Blood sugar sex magic. <laughs> he is. Wilford Brimley. Um, so they finally, uh, he's trying to shoot everybody. He's busting up the radio if they try to stop him. Thanks, buddy. AJ got me some dots. <laughs> Thanks, man. Don't worry, Alex. You got empty handed. Oh. Um, oh, shit. Oh, Milk shit. It's like a, it's like we're at a movie now. <laughs> um. No, so they they finally dunks. get him and they tackle him and Kurt Russell punches him in the head a couple times. Yeah, like good hit McReady, and they take him out to the tool shed, where he's to be locked up for the remainder of the movie until he isn't. Right, because he's cuckoo bananas. He is he's rightfully underwatched. so. He's yeah. uh, earned. He knows the most. So they lock him in the tool shed, and now he's kind of he's taking on like this childlike. Kind of. Like, yeah. They did. They sedated him too, though. Oh, okay. The, with the syringe. Yeah, I guess that. And he looks at McReady, and he's like, "I don't know who to trust." It's like oh, that's a hard thing to come by these days. Like, okay, yeah. let the All beard right. do the talking. Man, Kurt that Kurt Russell. Russell, he's a champion facial hair grower. 
I read that it took him a year to grow that beard out. Are you serious? Yeah. It was a nice. big, gnarly beard. It is a huge If I was going to go to the Antarctic, I would do that, too. Just grow the whole thing out. Yeah. Neck, beard, and all. Yeah. He really goes for it. But he didn't have the rockin' mustache that he normally has. His mustache uh -huh. was fairly trimmed, and his beard was huge. True. But, yeah, that motherfucker can grow some facial hair. <laughs> Good for Kurt Russell. You know what I'm saying? And oh. he only got better with age. Oh, true. So now they know any one of them could be the thing, but... If they were all the thing, or one of them, only one of them wasn't the thing, then they would attack each other, and no one would stand a chance. Right. But since there's less of them that are the thing than aren't, they have... And you get the impression, if you're the thing, you don't even know if you are the thing. Right. Once you get assimilated. Once you're infected. And I'm also... I look at that, and I'm like, so what's really... Why does it matter? I mean, I guess it does. But now you're you're immune to fire, in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Sort of. Um, but yeah, that's Keith David asks, how do you know if I'm an imitation? Right. And then they all, and when they're doing blood tests later, they clearly, in their eyes, you're like, Don't know. no one knows if they right. are an imitation. Because, as we stated before, it'd be pretty easy to be completely infected. Yeah. Like, the alien probably had dandruff and, like, got all over everyone. Yeah. That's all it would take. And then, so the... Kurt Russell asked the doc, he's like, is there a test? Is there some kind of blood test? And the doc is like, oh, yeah, there's a blood serum test. So like, oh, let's go get the blood samples. They get to the blood samples. Uh, they've all been fucked with. They're all yeah. emptied. Even though there's some of all of them a little bit still in there. Right. Oh, let me get one Enough else. usable. <laughs> These are good for podcasting, right? Milk duds. They are. <laughs> uh, oh, kind of cold, too. Nice. Nice caramel. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, the blood samples have been ruined, and there's only two guys with access to the blood samples, and that is the captain guy, Gary, and Doc. And Doc has to ask Gary for the keys when he wants to get into the blood. Right. Um, so, they're both saying, I didn't go near the blood. But, but at this point, nobody trusts anybody. And I don't know if one of them could be the thing. And I should not have put one of these <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Milk Duds. <laughs> milk Duds. They're called Milk Duds. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> AJ's throwing roadblocks in front of us <laughs> in the form of Milk Duds and Dots. Um, so they, somebody says, um, uh, also the, uh, Blair had told McGreedy to keep an eye out on Clark, the dog guy, cause he spent so much Which time make with the a dog. lot of sense. Yes. Um, somebody says yeah, if it but... takes us over, it's one. They're talking outside about doing the blood test. He's like, if the aliens, we can't wait till spring, you know, the choppers fucked up, the tractors fucked up. Like we just have to wait it out till spring. And he's like, if we wait till spring, there's a good chance none of us will still be human. Right. We got to take care of this shit now. Um, so they think that it could be Clark, the doctor, or the guy in charge. And before they do these tests, Kurt Russell's making a recording for his history in case none of them yeah. make it. <coughs> a little 80s style. Remember those little yep. recorders? Yeah, with the little Everyone microphone. Everyone had one of those. Yep. 
Mine was red. A lot of people, did you ever red one by mm-hmm. anything? But with the handle. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And the little. Push play and record at the same time. Yep. AJ uh, didn't know what we're talking about. AJ <laughs> was born in 2005. And he says, yeah, nobody trusts anybody now. We're all very tired. Uh, McCready goes and asks Fuchs if he's come up with anything for a test. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuchs is like, I've got a few ideas, but I suggest we all eat out of cans since one particle of this thing can infect any Thank of us. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, they go outside, uh, and now Fuchs has gone outside. I don't remember why. Is he looking for someone, or is he going to go ask Blair something? I don't remember why, but Fuchs goes outside by himself, and he's kind of looking for someone. And uh, now they realize no one has seen Fuchs for a while, so they're now all looking for Fuchs. Mm -hmm. And McGreedy goes to Blair's tool shed. He's like, have you seen Fuchs? And Blair's like, I want to come back inside. Come on, guys. I'll be nice. I'm not going to harm anybody. I just want to come back in. I just like some oatmeal. Don't you understand me? I need some insulin. God damn it. I'm all fucked up out here. Uh, and then somebody yells, I think it's windows and they run over and there's a burned corpse in the snow and windows is like, is that Fuchs? And you see this gnarly pair of burned up glasses and you're like, yep, that's Fuchs. And they're like, why did, why would the thing burn him? Like maybe he burned himself before the thing got to him. Right. Cause fire is the only yeah. thing that stops it. Um, so people go back inside, and McReady and Nalls, the cook, I assume he's a cook, the cook on roller skates. <laughs> Why not? Are going to go back up. I mean, it's boring there, you know? Why not have roller skates? Yeah. Um, he's not on roller skates outside. <laughs> no. In the snow. He's on ice skates. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, they're going to go back up to uh, McReady's shack because the light is on. That's where his J&B is also. And so they're going to go back up there. And they do, but then everybody's waiting for those two to come back. And instead of two of them coming back, only one of them comes back, and it's Nalls. And he runs in, and they all think, they all now think McCready is the thing. Right. Because they found a sweater of his with holes in it. Right. That was stuffed up a furnace. Right. So Nalls is back, and now nobody trusts him, and he's the only one with the key to the storage room, or a diff- a separate storage room, because they were in a storage room earlier. Yeah. Everyone's fully paranoid at this point. And it turns out the storage room, they, they're going to it, and they're like, ah, McCready's the only one with the key. So they're standing outside of it, three of them, all with flamethrowers. Don't they know what's in this room? What right. did they think they were going to do with the flamethrowers? Because they finally, they're like, oh, McCready's got the key, so Keith David, Childs, busts the door open with an axe. Also, everyone right, using yeah. an axe in this movie, does it? they're like really doing it. They do it very convincingly because they're <laughs> actually using the axes. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but the doors are like, you know, but I, they're made the way, for axing. I don't know. I I was very impressed with, you, with you Keith David's accent. Okay. You better ax somebody. You Keith, know what I'm Keith, saying? Keith David, you better ax somebody. <laughs> uh, they bust through. So now, then he kicks it open after he busts through, and they're all standing there with their flamethrowers. 
and uh, McGreedy's got a flare up to a stick of dynamite, and behind him is all the dynamite. A lot of dynamite. <laughs> this is the dynamite room, right? Where they're standing to stop him with a uh, bunch of flamethrowers. Dynamite. <laughs> yes. Because you know when you're in in uh, Antarctica, you gotta have dynamite. It's just it's just a part of the whole thing down there. You yes. know, you can't you can't really get around without it. No, be blowing shit up all the time. So they're trying to stop McGreedy, and they all they kind of run in on him, and he pushes. The one guy, I don't know what this guy's name is. The chubby guy. At this guy. point, I'm not sure if McCready is the thing or not. You're not. You don't know. Yeah, I did not. I was like, man, really? Are they going to spend the rest of this movie hunting him down? Well, that's the genius of this movie is that you're like, I don't fucking know. And one dude, the, yeah. the chubby guy goes down and then does like, oh. And they're like, oh, that dude fucking died. Yeah. The, his head hit the corner of something or whatever. And this sort of brings the gang together in some way or another. Yeah, they kind of gather around. They're like, oh, he's dead. Fuck. <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah. Things got out of hand once again. So, so they take him dead. to the lab, and they're trying to revive him with uh, some of them uh, newfangled zappers. Oh, paddles. Yeah. Hard paddles. Yeah. What do you call those? The... Uh Oh, people uh, are screaming. People are screaming. Uh, portable ones now. E- Clear. Boot. <laughs> uh, you know. Heart paddles. Yeah, people know what we're talking about. Yeah. They have those. So the doc is doing that. Is one zap. Zap number two. But, uh, well, uh, the fella's chest opens up. Yes. Turns into huge fangs. Yeah. His entire, like, his arms, his entire chest turns into a a mouth of teeth. Yes. And bites the doc's arms go directly into. The guy's doing CPR on his chest. His arms both get bitten off. It was amazing. It is amazing. It's such a good scene. I, I, I literally yelled out loud. Whoa. <laughs> yes. I did not see that coming one yes. bit. You're like, holy fuck. Oh, yeah. So he's definitely the thing. Yeah. And he bites the doc's <laughs> arms off, both of them. Snaps them off. Yeah. You see the bone and everything. Oh, yeah. It's graphic as fuck. And they're all fucking screaming. And they come in with the flamethrower and light the dude on fire. Right. Because that's what you do. That that's is what you do. Flamethrowers. So at this point. Part of him like jumps out through the ceiling again, and then the head starts like wriggling. It's a head chunks moment, big it, time. Oh, head chunks moment, big time. Oh, buddy, movie. I wonder if this guy got to keep his head. Well, that part like that, there's the little head chunk that was yeah. like, yeah, and then the big head chunk. Yeah, the big the head chunk that comes out of the body yes. and is like, like yes. on a snake thing. That was particularly like well done. Yeah, because it looked just like him. Yeah. But it was like the size of like a fist. Yes. Uh, I mean, and he was like. But there's also the well done, dude, when his head on his body starts Fluffs coming off. off, like, like stretches Like the off, neck just pulls apart. And then slides down with all this goop. And when he blasts open like the tubes, like all the, the red bright ropes. yellow, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 like swinging all over the place. Yeah. It's such a cool part. Yeah. And so his head slides down, 
And then uh, his head uh, pulls itself off from his body, yeah. slides down and off a table, onto shoots the a red rope out of its mouth, yes. wraps around a chair, and then the head He's like going like Gah. the head <laughs> starts dragging itself across the room in a very satisfying, disturbing way. Yeah. And at this point, the dude who got his arms bit off, I believe his upper torso splits open and bites another guy. Yes. Things start getting wild at this point. <laughs> yes. So yeah. it bites another guy. I think it's Windows that he bites. Yes, it is. He kind of comes down on him. And Kurt Russell comes in with the flamethrower and is blasting everybody. Right. While his head is now gr- sprouting legs. Right. And kind of walking around. Spider legs come out of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's a, its go-to move. It's f- In its OG form, it's got eight legs. Right. It's got eight hairy spider legs of varying size, depending on what size it is at any given time. Um, so the head, this is where I'm like, all oh, this special effects. And then when you show the head walking away, it's like yeah. on a string. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like eh, eh, eh. yeah. Um, and they see that and they're like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Cause it also grows eyes that come out of the top of its head. Yeah. But none of this is in a way where you're like, this is hokey as shit. No. You're like, oh fuck. Uh, it sounds like it should be, but it's not. No. You're just like, what is, this is crazy. What is And happening? it's so crazy that when it grows eyes, it's like super exciting. You're like, oh man, you gotta, be, and you feel the way they do. Where you're like. You gotta be fucking kidding me with right. this. <laughs> so they blast that thing with the flamethrower too. And so they've sort of taken care of business. Except for every time this shit happens, part of the thing escapes through the ceiling. Right. It seems to be the way it goes. So now there's yeah, just a handful right. of them left, and they're not sure which one of them is a thing. He also burns the fuck out of windows. Yeah. Who's kind of limp body. So who do we got left at this point? Gary. Yeah. Childs, Nalls, Palmer, and McGreedy. Right. I can't believe I remembered all of their Good names. Good job. That is, <laughs> you are you are sober. Is that uh that's not true. It's not funny, but I can remember names. It's good stuff. Oh, it's good. Uh Gary Childs. Yeah. And they're all tied to chairs. Windows is still there, actually. So I don't know. Maybe this is before the guys torso splits open and bites windows because windows is helping with the blood tests yes so windows is still there so basically mccready says look this is what the thing um reacts to heat it just tries every cell every part of it is an individual thing right that's why the head ran away because it's all independent yeah once it's separated it's its own it can be its own thing Mm -hmm. so he's like if you if you try to damage even a cell of this thing, it will react. Right. So the blood test is taking a flamethrower to a copper wire. Heat it up. And putting the, the wire blood. in the blood. <laughs> the blood, will, since it's all it's in the own individual thing, should all run yes. away. And the, the, the thumb slitting in this, Ugh. even though it's clearly uh, fake, it's still got I hate good. it in movies when they do that where they're like, we're, we're taking a blood oath, whatever, they cut their hand. Yeah. It's always like, just poke it. Yes. They're like a five-inch long, deep, like, But in cut. this. Like, Jesus. I buy now it you got to get ten stitches. Just poke it. I buy it in this God because damn. they need kind of a lot of blood. I, You know what? And, and I, when I was watching I was, I said that my whole spiel I just said to myself. Yeah. Like, God. But then they have to kind of fill the, yes. the uh, Petri yeah. dish. Yeah. So Which really checks out. You don't. 
if the mm. thing reacts. In right. fact, you'd be better off having as little as possible. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> or just poke them with the fucking poker. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Um, so they're going through, and uh, he does uh, Windows first. Windows is okay, so Windows is helping him. At this point, again, we don't know who... We have no idea. We don't know. Could be any. Could be any of them. And he had shot. He had shot Clark previously. And the doc did not turn into a monster. The doc died from getting his arms bit off. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so he does Windows. Then he does the doc and Clark. Clark is not a thing. And Keith David is like, well, that makes you a murderer, then, don't it? Right. Which I feel like I'm. I shouldn't do a Keith David voice. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, uh, Keith Davis a cool black guy. Told he us is. trying to be a cool black guy. Yes. Uh, I do more. It's like my blade. I'm just doing the blade. Hey. Less so. Some motherfucker's always trying to ice skate uphill. You know what I'm saying? All right. Pretty good. All right. Yeah, <coughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chest open. Blah, blah, blah. Drawing blood. Mm-hmm. Boom, yeah, boom, 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 ding, ding, ding. Clark was human. Um, Doc and Clark. Then he, McGreedy's like, now I'm going to show you what I already know. Has a Petri dish of his own blood. Sticks the thing in it. They're like, oh. He is clean. And everybody's like, this is bullshit, man. This is bullshit when they're about to get tested. And he says, Gary says that. He's like, I figured you'd say that. We'll do you last. Right. And then up next is the Murdoch guy, Palmer. They light his thing. Da, da, da. No one suspects him. He was right. acting perfectly normal. And on second viewing, I was like, he uh, he doesn't, I don't think he even knows. Uh-uh. And then they put the hot ass metal wire into his blood. And instantly, it's like a can of snakes. It, this yeah. creature pops out and goes. And then Palmer starts shaking in his chair. Yep. And the two other dudes tied to the couch are like, get us the fuck out of here! Yeah, yeah. Ah, in a very trapped. great... Yeah, yeah, they're trapped. They're tied in the chair <laughs> to this dude. Yeah, defend themselves. That starts violently shaking and then like stretching and all kinds of weird shit happens to him. Another he head chunks moment. Out, yeah. yeah, he starts... <laughs> he starts chunks Thinging it up real hard. Goop everywhere. And he For those of you that don't out. know also, head chunks... Is a tollenized dream business where we yeah. just make replicas of people's heads. Yes. To do with what you will. Do with what you will. Yes. We want someone to make replicas of our heads. <laughs> Very much so. And make head chunks. I just real. want to mold so I can keep making more replicas. Exactly. Yeah. Can you imagine having just your phone? I can make people toll your... masks. I can have an army of tolls. Head chunks. Yes, exactly. Anyways, we're just putting it out there. Yes. Um,. So, yeah, this is where he splits open and bites windows after he stretches out. And part of him goes out the ceiling once again, I think. Uh, He bites windows. Windows is fucked. They are all freaking out. They light them both on fire. Back to business. Back to the blood testing. I like how they just burn those two guys. They're like, all right, right back to the blood test. Uh, What else we got? um, Then they do Keith David. And he's up helping them. He's HIV positive. Nalls is out. good. Nalls is there. Um, and then finally they're to Gary, the captain guy. And they all think he's one of them. 
and it just goes, and he's not. Yep. And he's like, I know you guys have all been through a lot, but it would be great if you'd get me out of this fucking chair. And it's a good, it's like this guy finally shows yep. some real angry emotion, and you're right. like, all right, now, cool. Fair enough, fair enough. These are crazy times. They are truly crazy times. Um, so they go searching about, searching to boot the place after they find out everybody's good. Uh, and they find, they go to Blair's Tool Shed. Blair's Tool Shed, that's where I used to get my groceries. <laughs> that's weird that they would call a grocery store a tool shed. Well, I want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were your groceries, old cats? Old tools. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, so turns out, uh, Blair's tool shed door is open, which is crazy because it locks from the outside. He was um, definitely trapped in there last we saw. Yes. He has dug a tunnel. They go down to check it out. Well, not only has he dug a tunnel, he's building himself a little, uh, Rick and Morty spaceship down there. <laughs> yes. I loved the way the spaceship looks, by the way. It is literally the, a cartoon. Like it looks real, totally convincing, but it's like a disc with a dome yes. that's eventually going to go on top of it's it. It's like something you would have seen on the Jetsons. Exactly. It's like a Jetsons car. <laughs> it's exactly like Rick and Morty's spaceship. Right. Right. It is exactly like it. The classic UFO glass I also dome. Wonder if you were to look into trivia of Rick and Morty, if they were like, "Oh yeah, we totally were like." I mean, it's a classic spaceship concept. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like it's who like really it's like came Kang, up with it. Kang, and whoever on the Simpsons, Kang and Kodos. Yes, it's right. exactly like their spaceship. Mm-hmm. It is a, it's great, but it's it looks very real, and it's but he's been hard at work building a goddamn spaceship. And how would he possibly do that? He's using parts from the helicopter, and he's a, to make a spaceship. He's a, well, no, they're not saying he's going to space. Actually, they said he's gonna get anywhere but here. Basically, he just wants to get to where they aren't and civilization is. Yeah, but what is he making to fly out of there? I assume, I mean, he's got more technology than us. We talk about this stuff on why aren't we not talking about I know, about this. But, <laughs> but, but somehow the Wilfred Brimley has figured this out in the he's last day. He's a thing. Day. Oh, right. Come on, Alex. Get with the program. What are you, did you think it was just Wilfred Brimley building the spaceship? I've been, eating, I've been eating to me milk deaths, guys. <laughs> he's he's the last thing, man. He's the main one. I know. God damn it. <laughs> and this is where... You got lost in the sauce there, brother, yeah. guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so Blair is building a spaceship because he's a fucking alien, Alex. <laughs> um, uh, and this is where... So the captain guy, Gary, is looking for Blair. And this is where I'm like, now wait a minute. He walks around the corner, his light goes out, and then a light comes back on, and Wilford Brimley appears directly behind him. Right. In a very, you're like, wow, I didn't know Wilford Brimley could be so fucking so creepy. Spry. <laughs> yes. And he turns around, and Wilford Brimley sticks his fingers into his face. Right. And they're like in there, and they're right. like, row, row, like, into his face. Massaging him around. Yes. Okay, here's an, my point being made yet again. If you could just do that, man, you could avoid all the red ropes yeah. and just stick your fingers into somebody's face and be like, 
converted, assimilated. Right. <laughs> yes. Just reach in yeah. there and grab you. Yeah, and change you that way. Um, so then we assume he gets Nalls too because they've been placing dynamite all over. Because yes. they're basically they're like, they, we're going to blow this whole fucking place. They've acknowledged they're not going to survive. Right. We can't let this thing spread around we the world. We can't let it freeze either. We're they going down the it. ship. Yeah. We're going to light this bitch on fire. But at this point, we're like, what, what chunk of this thing that ran outside didn't just fucking run to the right. middle of the Antarctic again to just wait another 100,000 years? There's no stopping this thing. I don't care what they're going to do. What was it waiting for all that time? It was fro. It crashed, Alex. No, I know, but it's able to be frozen, so you don't have to just burn it. You can also freeze it. But it will, if you thaw it or burn it, it will be back alive, because every piece of it is alive. Right. It wasn't waiting. It crashed. I, I know, but it couldn't thaw itself out. I guess. Is <laughs> no. Hmm? <laughs> oh. Tol's looking at me like a sober person would look at someone who's not sober. And that's an uncomfortable feeling. Uh, yeah, no. Because um, I was also, when I re I was like, this ship is fucking wobbling all over the place. This is a weird choice. I was like, oh, it's crashing. That's why. But, but so. Was it crashing because the thing was taking over that ship? That's then they wonder. Or was it is, just the thing crashing? Did the, did thing, the thing take just, over that ship? And then I'm like, I don't think so because it's Wilford Brimley has the ability to build a flying machine. That's true. But you're also like, does it just did it just assimilate the knowledge from the previous things that it was in? Right. We, we don't, don't fucking know. know. That's also it's cool that it leaves you questions like that. Yeah. It doesn't explain it. It's just like this thing crashed. Maybe the thing took over that. We don't know, or maybe that's what it is. Um, so not uh, earlier. Also, McGreedy had seen Giles running away, and he was like, "Oh, what the fuck is he doing?" But now Nalls and the captain were looking for Blair. Blair gets caught. Nalls disappears. We never see him again. And McCready turns around and sees that they're both gone. And he's yeah. like, oh, shit, this is not good. So basically, or no, is Nalls still around? Because they're going through room by room. It's him and Nalls now, room by room, tossing dynamite into every single room. Yes. They blow up the spaceship, and then they're going room by room, throwing dynamite into every room. Because, man, what, do they have a lot of dynamite. They sure do. What's preventing the alien from just running out into the snow and freezing? Nothing. Just being like, check you later. Yeah. Off. I'll be back in 50 years because of global warming, bitches. <laughs> yes. <coughs> Nothing's preventing it. No. So blowing up their whole camp is kind of pointless. It's good of them. Like You, you could just accept it. And be like, you know what? I'm going to let the thing take me. And if I don't know it, what goddamn Fuck difference it. does it make? Yes. Let it take over the whole world. Who cares? So but that's what side you're on. I don't you're know. You're like, Fuck it. Yeah, pretty much. Let the world burn. I'm not there <laughs> anymore. So as soon as he turns around and sees that there's no one there, because uh, he's like, how's it coming? And he's like, oh, shit, nobody's there. The classic movie trope of boards a-popping. Somehow the thing has changed 
what it is, and all these boards on the walkway are flying up as if something under them is going very rapidly right. towards him. Yes, Tremors, very much so. Yes. Tremors, so many monster movies where this happens. Um, it's very yeah, effective. It is. Gets the point across. And now there is a big old thing with a ton of heads. Very slimy. One like sideways head, a dog head, people heads. It's clearly the, the grand thing. Yes. <laughs> Many things. The boss level. Yeah. Although, boss. it is like the boss thing, but here's the, here's the deal at the climax of the movie. He just lights some dynamite and goes, fuck you too, and throws the dynamite at it, and it blows up. You're like, well, fuck. That was pretty easy. And then he runs into Giles, and they're kind of pissed at each other. Yeah. And they're both, like, limping along, like, fuck, shit. Uh, like, what are we going to do? And they lay down. And Kurt <sighs> Russell takes a swig of his <sighs> J&B. <laughs> and he's like, why don't we just lay here for a while? And then they they say, you know, it's not going to be warm very long. But it's warm right now. They right. don't say that, but because the whole place is he burning. says it's not going to be warm very long because the whole place is on fire. Um, and they lay down comfortably, right next to each other, sharing some booze, where they presumably will freeze to death. End of movie. I like it. I also like not tying that movie up at all. That they're just like, well, these guys died. There's. No winning against the thing. I like the I like a good end of a movie where it's like, yeah, that's it. Fuck you. Not yeah. like we tied up all the ends nice yeah. and clean. Yeah. We made a cute little ending for you. You don't have to worry about this anymore. I like a movie where you're like, wait, what the fuck? And that, <laughs> yes, this is one of those yes. movies where you're like, yep. They just sit there having some drinks, knowing they're gonna die. I thought for sure the there's one final scene after that. I'm like, nope. That's what, I'm like, hot damn. That's really I like good. it. Yeah. Yep. That's a strong move. This is a, this is a strong movie. I, I just can't believe it was shit on so much. I wonder how much this movie not has now. made. No, no, not now. It was it was it was crazy to me. I just found out that people did think it was shitty because this is a a universally respected and and loved movie. It's it has been for years, so. Some movies just go through that. It's pretty strange. I wonder what the all-time is. This is probably one of them. Um, From nothing to, like, universally respect. It's a Wonderful Life. That was kind of a bomb. Ooh, yeah, definitely, yeah. What's, what was a bomb that became a beloved movie well after the fact? This... Um, I don't know, Predator? How did that do? No, it did okay. It did like most most Schwarzenegger movies, it did pretty okay. Good for it. <laughs> and th- this was remade when? Uh, a few years ago. Was it just a few years ago? Um, a few now to me, it could be like seven years ago. I bet it was. 2011. So was this movie was this a remake or a reboot or a re or a sequel? I think it was a prequel. Actually. Prequel. Yeah. Nice. Prequel. I like I would like to watch that. Oh yeah, that's right. So it's the Norwegians. 
You're like, yeah, we got this thing, yeah. Hurdy flurgan. That's good. Oh, das thing. Uh oh, Toll's taking das thing right now. Toll's assimilating. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was pretty easy to get through. All in all, it took us an hour and a half to get through that. Weird. I know. I'm impressed with ourselves. Well, because I'm lame and sober. <laughs> You're not lame. Um. Yeah, childhood not ruined. I knew it wouldn't be, and I'm glad Alex has finally seen it. Me too. I can start getting. I'm glad AJ saw it. Literally, right up until there was any creature. Oh man, <laughs> he left at the dog part. What a dick tease <laughs> for you then. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. No, I really. Did you watch all of Aladdin? Yeah. <laughs> I was all cookied up. Yeah. Oh, man. I wasn't going anywhere. That's right. And then I, on my way home, then on my way home, I got two blocks and pulled over <laughs> and had to wait it out before I could drive the other one block back <laughs> to my house. Oh, sure, we've all been there. Mm. It's a whole thing. Felt like I was in a spaceship. <laughs> Um. Yeah. No, this is great. This is this movie holds up. You can watch this and enjoy it right now. It's weird seeing young Kurt Russell. It's weird. And this seeing was a, young this is, Brimley. How old is this movie? Eighty-two. Uh, Eighteen. Eight, er, Twenty-eight years. Thirty-seven. Yep. Almost forty years old. Yep. Oh. This movie's younger than me. Nice. <sighs> How do you like that? It's, I mean, yeah. Watching 80s movies, all these 80s movies, it's like, oh, this is like the past past. Well, you watch It, the new It, and they're like, hey, look, the 80s. The 80s are like the 50s now. Oh, do you know. guys know that? I know. Oh, man. It is upsetting. Yeah. That's what um, happens. There are some uh, not great special effects in this movie, but everything works. There's parts where it's like yeah. a dangly body, you know, stuff like that. Yes. But it but. it doesn't even, I mean, it, it looks like it's from the 80s, but not so so much so as some movies are where you're like, this is kind of hard to watch. This is yeah. very old. And it's not the it's also not the only thing the movie is standing on because the the tension of none of these guys knowing if the other one is going to try to assimilate them at any given time. Is kind of what makes the movie, and then you add these fucking crazy ass practical special effects on top of it, and you're like, "Fuck yeah!" And then everyone has a flamethrower, and you're like, "Hello, this is great." Yeah, I suppose. I mean, do they? There were so, they had so many guns. At one point, Windows goes to that glass case. Mm-hmm. There's like ten shotguns right. behind it. More guns than you there know, are people. Because when you're in Antarctica, there's so many, <laughs> so many marauders out there just <laughs> yes. out there just pirating people. Fucking penguins, Shit. bro. Penguins, polar bears come fuck you up. I, I don't think are there polar bears at the Antarctic. No, but I don't think there are. I was going to ask. Emperor penguins and yeah. uh, walruses, abominable snowmans, That's narwhals and shit. Narwhals. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. I don't think it gives you, you totally, when you're watching it, you're like, this is what it'd be like to be in fucking Antarctica on a 
It's filmed in, uh, what, British Columbia or something like that? Yeah, and then I think part of it was a soundstage. Yeah, part of it was a soundstage in L.A., and they turned the temperature down and made it so you could see their breath, which, as you guys know, it's very important to me. If you're outside in the cold, I better see your breath in the movie or fuck you. Yeah. And they did it in this, and I appreciated it. And this movie, we got to see people's breath in the cold, big checkbox, and then a gross thing was slimy and wet. Another big checkbox. Yep. Head chunks. Head chunks. All Several head place. chunks. Yep. We need to get that off the ground, bro. Anyone out there, if you have any experience in making latex replicas of heads, let us know. We have a real good business idea. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> that people on the podcast have been waiting for for, for a long time. <laughs> head chunks. But yeah. All right. Um, we didn't go off on a lot of tangents. No, we were pretty focused on the task at hand. It's, it's kind of it's a pretty time. straightforward movie. It is. There's not a lot of things that It's a nice tight movie. Like I said, Antarctica, you're in your little you're in your buildings. There's nowhere else to go. Keeps everything in close quarters. I like it. Big thumbs up. Yep. Big ups. AJ, what'd you think of the first 15 minutes of this movie? I was uh, really struck by it because it kind of reminded me of Stanley uh, Kubrick or Kubrick. I feel that. I feel that. With The Shining, like the intro was real long and drawn out and the score was really, I really liked the score a lot. That was really impressive to me. I think that really set the scene. So yeah, for the first 15 minutes, it was top notch. There There you go. go. Top notch. It actually gets way better after that. He missed all the good parts. There you go. All right. All right. That's it. Hey, guys. This is our shortest podcast ever? Mm, no, but it's re- it's a it's a reasonable podcast. It used to For be us. how whatever the length of the movie was, our podcast would be pretty close to that. So if a movie was an hour and a half, the podcast would be that. And then we started doing three hour long podcasts on hour and a half movies. Who knows? Yeah, hey, some movies just many elicit notes. more. I take too many notes, and I didn't take too many this time. So that's once good. again, but a very meticulous retelling and review of a fifty-seven thousand-year-old movie, <laughs> The Thing. Yes. Thumbs up. Childhood not ruined. Childhood not ruined. Um, thanks for, for hanging out, AJ. We're gonna wrap after this. Absolutely. You guys ready for freestyle? <laughs> oh shoot. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Live and direct. Let's turn our childhood. Hey, I'm Alex Carter. Uh, I'm Tom McGrain. You know what? We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.